Entrepreneurial Women with Purpose is focused on educating, empowering, and investing in women to support them with harnessing an entrepreneurial mindset to create the change in the world for the greater good. Through this series, we connect with women from all across New Zealand to inspire, teach, and share their pearls of wisdom through storytelling and sharing. I'm Catherine Vandermeulen, the founder of Entrepreneurial Women with Purpose. Welcome back to Entrepreneurial Women with Purpose. This morning, we are joined by Cassie Roma, the founder of CR & Co. How are you this morning, I'm Cassie? great. I'm hunkered downstairs in our house underneath quite a few blankets and feeling, you know, lovely and deliciously warm. <laughs> nice. The way to be on a Monday morning. So can you tell me who is Cassie Roma? Oh, when I when I saw that question come through, I thought, oh shit. <laughs> How how long? Yeah, that's right. Got? That's right. And maybe I don't know. Um, but when I <laughs> you know, when I think about who I am right here and right now, and it's, you know, an ever-changing uh, evolution of a human being, um, I really do believe that what I am at my core is a what I like to call a kindness warrior. So it's taken a long time to get to the point where I am unapologetically who I am, right? It's for years and years, I have been afraid to take up space in the world. Um, but over the last few years, that has drastically changed with me coming into my own understanding who I am, which is, you know, I'm a mother, I'm a daughter, I'm a wife, I'm a friend, I'm a, a professional leader. But really, I'm uh, at my core, that kindness warrior and a reckless optimist. and an incredible kindness warrior um, spreading love and kindness throughout the world. I have really been enjoying uh, all the content that you've been putting out under the world of uh, kindness Thank warrior. You. So can you tell me about your call to adventure to launching CR and Co? Yes, I like that you gave me a focus with the launching CR and Co because I feel like every day is a call to adventure for me and I don't know how my wife stands it, but God bless her. Um, so the call to adventure for CR and co really was, it was born out of a necessity um, to live in into my values from a personal and professional standpoint and living into those and leaning into those values again was a big evolution into, into my life. Um, meaning that I didn't really have a firm grasp on what my values were for a long time. So a lot of them, uh, revolve around kindness and fairness and leading by doing. And the call to adventure around CR and co was that I was doing very well in a corporate world and I have done for the last two decades, but I was getting a little bit bored with the same old, same old, with the ego politics, with the personal um, ego overcoming or being more important than the thing that we were producing or the good that we were putting into the world. So my call to adventure was that while I loved what I was doing and the, the climb had been a good one, it was time for me to, you know, put my money where my mouth was. And if I wanted to put more good into the world and give selflessly, then I needed to do so on my own terms. So that was my call to adventure. It is now time to live into your values. Can you share a little bit more about your definition of ego politics? Because it's certainly not in those two terms, but it's certainly come up in a lot of the conversations I've been having on the podcast where people become disheartened uh, by the values in a corporate structure. 
what does that mean I think for you, me the yeah, ego yeah I think for me um if I could boil it down to one thing Kath it has meant to me a lot of heartbreak over the years meaning that quite often I go into things with these crazy ideas of of rose-colored glasses and all of us you know being team players and working towards certain goals that mean a better community off of the back of whatever the product or the service is that we are putting out into the world where quite often what I find is I'm spending most of my time or 80% of my time trying to understand how to play to somebody else's ego because what they're really in things for could potentially be that next step up on the ladder. It could be money so that they could buy the boat or the thing or the house. So it's, for me, it's a lot of wasted time and energy into people who are chasing um, things that I am not, who are living into values that don't align with mine and the ego politics of organizations take up too much time and space uh, in my life, which again is why that call to action uh, just became an absolute necessity for me. And so on your journey to achieving your goals and impact, I'm sure there have been a number of trials and tribulations that you've experienced, you know, the highs and the lows and everything in between. Could you share a few of those experiences? Yeah, with us? sure. I was, I was thinking about uh, the trials and tribulations and um, what I was learning as I was just even thinking through them was that they've been the greatest teachers um, in my life to this point. And I think it's important to note for me, I never um, extricate personal from professional for, or professional from personal. Um, I am one person and always have been. So it's it's never I've never been the kind of person who can walk into a corporate setting and be a different Cassie to who I am when you and I are having a cup of coffee as friends. So the trials and tribulations um, have been across both personal and professional over the years. And I think one of the biggest ones was where I am. Um, I'd left a job that I loved so much that I'd been in, you know, a couple, a couple of years, almost three years actually. And I was growing and loving everything, but I got this tap on the shoulder and it was my dream job, like dream job, dream brand. And I walked into this business and it was full of more politics and more ego than I've ever seen in my life that probably more than exists in Washington or Wellington. And after a year and a half, I ended up, um, putting out some of the best work, the proudest work I've ever done in my life, leading a team of people who I just love beyond anything today. They're still my family. But I walked out of there with um, a redundancy. They basically told me, we don't, we don't need you anymore. Um, we don't like you. And it was a, we don't like you. We don't want you. And that tore me to the, mm -hmm. tore me down to shreds. I ended up um, off the back of that, finding another job, which was better. But I had to unpack over the years the idea of, of a dream job, what the dream actually was, where the, the play of my own ego was and creating that narrative in my own brain. And then with a lot of therapy <laughs> and at times medication, um, had to learn about living uh, into self-esteem that wasn't predicated upon a title. And that was a really, really shitty and hard lesson to learn. It still makes me feel, I think you could hear it in my voice, shaky. It still makes me question myself. And um, I know through the time that we're living through now, this pandemic with so many people losing their jobs or being made redundant, I've had, I'm not even going to lie to you, hundreds of people 
message me and go, how did you live through that? How did you make it through? How did you find your self-worth? And it has been a time of like, I would love to lead more than I can, but I'm, you know, the, what I can give them is just my opinion and how I worked and, and love because man, that, that was really hard. And I think alongside just that singular example was, um, I went through a divorce at that time, which, which really sucked. And then I fell in love again and got married. And then my hero, my grandma, my grandma Roma, she died. So like you said, you know, the trials and tribulations, they are high, high highs, big ups, and then huge downs into the depths of like abject despair. Um, but without every single step along that road, I wouldn't be who I am today. So I'm thankful for all of it. As you said, those things become your greatest teachers. So what have been three learnings, key learnings for you in that journey? I think one of the best ways for me to um, frame the, one of the three that I'm going to tell you the key learnings is to talk about Brene Brown when she says we have to embrace the suck of life, um, which is a real kind of visceral way of just going there's going to be stuff in life that sucks at all times. And when we learn to embrace it and to name it and to accept it, and that doesn't mean accepting the bad stuff for what it is. It's just accepting reality in that moment. Embracing the suck is one. I think once you embrace it, it's being open to learning from the hard stuff. So one of my favorite quotes my entire life has been, you know, fall down seven times, stand up eight. What did I learn from the last time I fell? How do I stand this time? And then the third is, again, going back to values and how, how do I operate from a place of kindness and how can I serve others through the lessons that I've learned? We all have to go through hard stuff, but how do I operate with kindness and accept all of this and embrace it so that I can almost package it up and give it back to you in a way that might be helpful in the future? And so, you know, you were talking about values just before. How does purpose play out with values into your organization and who you are? This is now? such an important question because when I decided to start CR and co and to leave the corporate world, there's a lot of words that are thrown around. I think quite uh, without as much love and care as they, there should be put into them. And that's purpose. So everybody talks about being in the purpose business. Your brand must be purposeful, but then it all comes down to selling and bottom line and everything. So CR and co and my life from here on out needs to be tied to purpose. So purpose to me is simply, it means that which drives me, that which gets me up and out of bed each day. So I know the foundational elements of my purpose are kindness and compassion. It's putting out into the world what I would like everybody else to see and to do and to how they, I would love for others to comport themselves as well. So it's leading by, um, simply doing. And then I guess purpose also means being purposeful in being present. So a lot of the time, especially in the work that I do, I spend on social media, I spend understanding future trends, um, MarTech, any kind of emerging platforms. And it means that my head is in the future, or it's in the past, or it's trying to understand that beautiful playground of where humanity and tech live. And a lot of the time that means I'm not as present as I need to be. So purpose, a lot of the time for me also means looking myself in the eyes in the mirror and stepping back and just being present and listening to others. 
I interviewed Becky Lloyd, who is the CEO of Toitu EnviroCare a couple of weeks ago. And she was talking about how wonderful it was, you know, sitting around a boardroom table. And yes, they focus on being financially sound, but it is not the number one conversation. Their main focus is talking about their purpose and their true reason for being and what positive impact they are going to have on being carbon zero by 2050 or the country being to carbon zero by 2050. You know, I just think that would be a wonderful place for all organisations to get to. Yes, the financial stability needs to be there, but it is not the most important thing to why. Exactly. I think, you know, you definitely have to be able to pay the bills. The economy needs to be strong so that people have jobs so that we can do things. But having that that just cause to drive you and get you out of bed in the morning. That's what I loved about um, when I was at Mercury Energy. We really believed in good energy and the way that we acted and interacted together and with our clients. When I was at the warehouse group recently, um, we went carbon neutral um, really early and made a, a very concerted effort to make the environment a, a top priority, which seems a little bit weird for a big retailer group. But those things made me so proud to go to work, Kath, in the morning because it meant that we were doing something purposeful and better than just the bottom line. So I think there's, you're definitely right that we have to have a balance. And maybe more people would stay in corporate organizations rather than stepping out all the time in search of something more if it wasn't so one dimensional. You know, if these corporate organizations had other things uh, that led and drove their business, it wouldn't um maybe we would stay and we would yeah and i think it's more. it's also not just playing um it's not just playing a game of this is our purpose and then not living it so there's a difference between saying we believe in xyz whatever we believe in as being the purpose of our business and then doing something different you know the the do as i say not as i do doesn't work anymore in the world that where we've got a, a democratized view of of content of storytelling of conversation for businesses to keep and hold their employees and to have such beautiful engagement, they need to live into their purpose and not just say it. And so how are you using this time uh, of change that's happening in the world to create new opportunities? I mean, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I've spent a lot of time in the last eight weeks on the floor crying. <laughs> um because, you know, I was, I think it's really funny that the timing was, I'm going to go out on my own and launch a new business, a lot of which um, strategically will be built off of um, some huge global in-person events I'll be attending three days before a pandemic. Um, <laughs> so, you know, timing was not my best call on this one, but creating opportunities has been, um, after picking myself up off the floor, taking my own advice and going, okay. What are people putting out into the world that I see as just and fair and kind and reading it and taking the time not to comment always, but to read and to learn and to listen and to understand. So that presence piece, that's been a real big focus over the last few weeks for me. So once the presence is there, then we're able to uh, authentically and genuinely share stories. So the good, the bad, the wobbly, I found creating new opportunities simply by sharing stories and connecting has been um, hugely impactful. Um, also, just connecting authentically. Um, I've had so many beautiful conversations through 
DM, through email, through Zoom, through all of these things where at times, you know, it's like you play the role of mother, friend, uh, professional mentor, therapist, um, and then, you know, the tables are turned to the other person and opportunities for connection have grown over the last wee while. And I think the next thing is that I have always believed and I believe more than ever now that motion begets motion. So in being present, in listening and having uh, great and authentic uh, conversations, I'm able to then go, okay, where do I put the ball moving? Where do I, where do I look for motion? And it's like the universe tells you, go this way. And the second you go, all right, I'm going to go that way. Then you keep moving and the, the balls move faster. And, and, you know, there's more and more and more opportunity. So you have to create it, but you also then have to answer the call towards uh, creating new opportunities. So with all of those new opportunities, um, you know, and those opportunities for connection, how will you be able to bundle all of those up to focus on impact uh, for the next 12 months? So focusing on impact for the next 12 months means that I've had to quite literally take my business plan <laughs> that I'd written for impact in January and I've torn it up and I've erased the black, the whiteboards and I have rewritten everything um, and impact for me has changed. So impact was clients, impact was putting good stories into the world, impact was something different in January than it was now. Now impact for me in the next 12 months means helpfulness. What am I going to put out into the world from a business perspective, from a family perspective, and from a partnering perspective with other business that is going to mean simply helpfulness? The bottom line right now, um, it doesn't matter, luckily for me, because I saved up enough in beginning the business uh, for a zombie apocalypse. So pandemic apocalypse, you know, potato, potato. So that's lucky that I don't have to worry about that part of impact. Also, what I've learned and defined impact is, is, is this idea around stillness and being able to slow down to an almost stop to build for whatever the calling of uh, the folks I work with, whatever the calling of their heart is. And by that, I mean, um, I've been working with a lot of small tourism operators in the last few months because A, I believe in the power of travel. B, I believe in the connecting, the fibrous tissue that is the moments that matter to build us into who we are. And C, I feel like, again, that helpfulness, that impact will be in keeping these New Zealand-based local businesses, especially as the bubble opens with um, Australia, it will be keeping them feeling safe and confident and ready to uh, be successful in their businesses. So impact, uh, you know, defining that as helpfulness has been really, really strong for me. So that's, that's where I'm headed in the next 12 months, just helpfulness. In terms of your call for action from the Entrepreneur Women with Purpose community, we really are building a dynamic and diverse and status quo challenging community of both men and women. What would be your calls for action that you uh, would like them to take out I of their it, world? I think it sounds quite broad. I was thinking about how to answer this question uh, most eloquently. And I think that the call to action that I would put to everybody and it's going to take time, you know, without devices and sitting and thinking through it is, it is so important to know your values, to understand what drives you, and then how you can apply them to your business and the outcomes at every level, whether it's, 
you're planning your brand essence from the top or you're looking at what is your product differentiation strategy, what are your values and how are they applicable to your business as a whole? Because I have found in the last, gosh, I'm going to say decade of my life, the second I knew my values and could apply it to every part of my professional and personal life, it was much more freeing and it made success a lot more satisfying when it came. It's quite incredible how things just do go in a state of flow when you do have that values alignment, both personally and professionally. And life just moves, as you were talking about before, in this seamless seamless That's direction right. forward. <laughs> Wobbly, bumpy, up and down roller coaster, but seamless ride forward that, that we're very lucky to live. Yes. Absolutely. And so some tangible key actions uh, to take for people to take from this conversation to supporting that in their yeah, own. So I think journey. one of the, the main things that every single one of us can do is that uh, we can lift others. I truly believe we rise by lifting others and ways that we can do that is by doing things like this, talking together, sharing on a podcast openly, honestly, and giving as much value as we can to each other. It's sharing your platform um, to others who you think need that lifting. It is joining communities. It's creating communities. It's curating information that you go, wow, this is really informative and I, I want other people to know. So lifting others is going to look different to all of us, depending on what our expertise is. For me, um, I love content. I love sharing. I love um, interacting with people through social media and LinkedIn and, and Instagram. So lifting others for me is going, here's my platform. I, I've built it with love and care and kindness. Now I'd like to give it over to you. That's a, a big action. I think another one is asking for help. So something that I'm really, really shitty at is doing just that, is asking for help. And I'm like, nah, nah, I can, I can sort out this business plan and, and figure out what my product strategy is going to be. And what I've learned over the last three months specifically is that the second I ask someone for help and go, hey, look, I'm, I really feel like there's a blind spot here. Can you help me understand what that is? Because I, I might not be as well versed in this area of business as I need to be. So lifting others, asking for help. And then the big, the big one to end it with, I guess, is being okay with uncertainty. It's another hard one. And it goes back to Brene Brown's um, embracing the suck of not knowing. But when we're okay with uncertainty, when we ask for help, and when we start to lift others, I feel like it's what we talked about. We start to move forward. And those actions become very tangible, and they can be very small and focused depending on where you are in your own journey. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Cassie Roma, with uh, the journey of entrepreneurial women with purpose, which is certainly shaping into many different places and spaces as we speak. So thank you so much have for a having wonderful me. I appreciate day. it. Entrepreneurial Women with Purpose is proudly sponsored by Hello World Travel, Jaguar, Rind and Dilma Tea, with all of our profit contributed to UN Women Aotearoa New Zealand towards women's economic empowerment into the Pacific Islands. Mm -hmm.